is here with us now. Not only is he uh, uber geek, but he uh, shares his geekery with the children. It's really cool. And we're going to talk about some gaming. We've got some gadgets and some extreme irony on airplanes. Blaine, how are you? Mm, I'm well, yes. <laughs> You're hesitant now for a second because I said that. No, I, I'm trying to figure out what's what's so ironic about things, but I guess we'll get to that. We will get to that, and I'm going to make everybody wait just a little bit about that um, for us. Uh, Pokemon, the pocket monster, I recently learned, uh, is because I'm not really a Pokemon generation person, nor is it really my natural kind of kind of jam. Um, you've got some info about Pokemon here. Um, let's just hit the trailer so we can get some context of what's going on, and then Blaine Kylo will tell us more. To start, you'll select your first partner Pokemon. Sprigatito, Fuecoco, or Quaxley. The legendary Pokemon Coridon or Maridon will also help you during your travels. With the support of your Pokemon, you'll be able to explore more and more places. All right, so um, zombie-looking people walking down the street, looking at the uh, the augmented reality of their phones, collecting little pocket monster creatures. Kylo, what do we got here? Yeah, this the, the, you're referring to Pokemon Go, which is the sort of mobile game that took the world by storm. But what we're talking about today is Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon uh, Violet, which are the okay. two games the most recent games in the main franchise. Now these are play games that you're playing on your Nintendo switch. Um, and this is kind of where Pokemon came from in the first place is these kinds of games where you become a character, most often a young boy in this world and you become a Pokemon collector and you go around battling other Pokemon and other Pokemon collectors, and that's kind of what it's all about. There's a real history to this franchise, and they are highly anticipated games. And the new ones, Scarlet and Violet, they always come in a package of two, right? No, not in a package. There are two versions of this, and mm -hmm. Nintendo is very clever with this marketing and this merchandising. Because if you get the Pokemon Scarlet edition, you get certain Pokemon that come as a part of that game. And if you get the Pokemon Violet edition, you get some of the same Pokemon, but you also get Pokemon that are only in that game. And the only way that you can get all of the Pokemon from both games is to either purchase both and their full price for each, or you have to be out there in the world playing with other people so that you can trade Pokemon back and forth with other people who are playing the game. These are really popular games, like so popular that Nintendo announced today that only a few days after releasing Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, They've sold 10 million copies of this, which makes wow. it the fastest selling game of all time. I think you can compare it with the 5 million copies that Sony was very happy that they have sold of God of War Ragnarok. And so in just a couple of days, the new Pokemon games have blown everything out of the water. These are very good games. I actually had a kid stay home for a couple of days this week because he was he got this flu that's going around. 
he had no problem finding something to do because he's been playing yeah, Pokemon bet. Scarlet all this time. Yeah, it's I don't an feel incredible good. I franchise. Stay home and play Pokemon all day. Yeah, well, yeah, he was genuinely sick, so I'm gonna oh. give him give him the break. There's something that's very interesting here. The what Game Freak has done with these new games is something different. This is a truly open world adventure game, which is new to the Pokemon franchise. They are doing some really interesting things with the story in breaking it up into sort of three main quests. You can kind of go back and forth between them. It's a much more interesting game to play, much more interesting narratives. The music is better than it's ever been. Like some really interesting themes that reflect the environments that you're in. The other thing about Scarlet and Violet is that they are absolutely terrible in terms of how they're running. Like there are there are visual defects that would never be allowed in any other kind of a game. Like Pokemon oh, will disappear or they'll fall into the ground. When it's raining in the game, things slow down so much that you almost are crawling. And so there are the game outright crashes on occasion. So technically and graphically, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are very problematic. And nobody seems to care nobody because cares. they've sold 10 million copies and people love to go out there and collect the Pokemon. And because the new open world environment is so appealing, everybody's looking past the visual issues that in any other franchise, in any other game, nobody would counter. So there's some interesting things happening here. I'm really hoping that Game Freak learns how to get these games running properly um, because the performance issues are kind of hard to overlook. And at some point, the people who are overlooking those problems now will not overlook them forever. So we'll see how long they can get away with uh, that's this cool. I kind mean, of development. Boy, have you ever made it, hey, when you, well, you know, some many car companies have actually done this. Kylo, they sell obviously broken cars that don't work very well just because of faith inside the brand. So I guess kudos to them for pulling it off because they seem to have really done it. And and there are really there are real good reasons to like this game, these games, and enjoy playing them. It's possible that they could update and patch some of this with updates to make the visual defects less problematic. We'll see if that happens. Really, I don't think that they're too concerned about it right now, but I really hope that they're figuring out how to fix that for the next games in the franchise. Playing games online with Steam is seems to be growing in popularity. Less devices because you've already got a computer and so on. Um, we've got some uh, pre-Christmas stuff going on there. Yeah, it's Steam's annual autumn sale. This is something that happens every year. We talk so much about the games that can be played on consoles because they're easy and they're fun, but there's a whole bunch of people that like to play games on their computers. And so just a couple of things that I'll call out because we've talked about them before. This sale runs until November 29th, by the way, and Steam's got great curation. So if you need some advice from other gamers or you don't know what to get for somebody, um, it makes Steam makes it really easy for you to gift games to people. So you can just go there and get some really good ideas. But Cyberpunk 2077, which is looking great now that they fixed some of the problems, you can get that for $40. The just released Spider-Man Remastered, which is the Sony exclusive, on sale for $52. That's like almost half price. 
You can get all eight games in the Far Cry franchise from Ubisoft for only $58, like eight games for that price, or you can get individual games for between three and $16. You can get all games in the Doom franchise for $23. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is $8. Borderlands, the handsome collection, which is like six games, that's $15. Left 4 Dead 2, which is one of the best zombie games you'll ever play, $1.30. Huh. As part $1. of the Steam's annual sale. Okay, so um, a text comes in from Angel. She asks this question: Are they ever going to make some of the older PC games? Have you heard to be played again? She likes Roller Coaster Tycoon, the Gold Edition. Can't play it on anything other than Windows XP. What about some of those old games? Because there's a Mech Warriors one that I always liked on there when I was younger. They're old. Um, they're desperate to be updated. I mean, Utopia was a great one way back in the day, the Intellivision days. You know, are 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 any of these things? kind of a la Nintendo emulator style going to get fixed up again? Are we ever going to see them again? A, lo- a lot of those games are in the emulation community, and you kind of have to get into the weeds of the technical development of things and emulators to be able to get them running. I actually think that there might be a newer version of Roller Coaster Tycoon that does not require XP that is more a more modern version. So that would be worth checking into. I'm pretty sure that that game has been updated and, and you can play it on more modern devices. As for some of the older ones, for some of those games, there's a reason that they're not updating them. It's because the publishers aren't around anymore or the developers can't find the code or they've moved on to other things and they don't want to go back to those old things because they're taking their ideas and they're doing new and interesting things with them. Um, But there is a great drive and a great community to try to preserve games because it's something that is a serious issue when you update your computers and all of a sudden you can't run the software and the games that were created on those older computers. So it is something that different communities are trying to maintain. But I would, uh, I would check, I would check about Roller Coaster Tycoon. I'm pretty sure that that still exists for modern systems. Blaine Kylo is in Vancouver, and he joins us now with the technological world. We were chatting about some of the gaming things that are going on. There is some excitement. Last week, Kylo, we we talked about the new Apple Store opening up in Vancouver. Uh, pretty good timing, shut down for a little while, a big flagship kind of store now, of course. Uh, for research and development, <laughs> air quotes, you went, didn't you? Of course I did. I needed to see what was going on there. And when you're invited to a media preview of something like the new Apple Store, you go. And I've got to tell you, it befits a flagship um, location the store that they have now opened on the corner of Georgia and how two story glass windows looking out over the Vancouver art gallery and just another iconic Vancouver building. The hotel Vancouver is just in behind. And so you're in the Apple store looking out through these windows at these incredible buildings that make Vancouver what it is. And you realize that the building you're in that Apple store is going to be an iconic Vancouver building too. When Apple builds these stores in these locations, like if you're in New York or if you're in Paris or some of these other major city centers where Apple's put stores, 
they are very distinct and unique to that particular place. And that is exactly what they've done with the Vancouver store. Glass is very much a part of Vancouver's architecture. And these two-story glass windows, they're curved on the sides. And the curvature of those windows is exactly the same curvature that is on the iPhones. And oh, that's, that's the kind of attention to detail that really kind of separates Apple and they look retail like experience from others. Giant one-piece windows that are that big. They're massive and they're beautiful. And so when you're inside the store, it's actually a really ginormous space, but it's all open. You don't feel like you're claustrophobic in there. Nice, clean lines, the same wood um, structures that you expect to see in an Apple store. There's a second floor that you get to by taking this staircase in behind that slashes up. It's one long 45 foot staircase that slashes up the back of the store and has got an overhead skylight that is just as long as the staircase. It's the most dramatic staircase I've ever gone up. And then on the top floor where they do their, um, their educational programs and that's where you get your genius help and things like that. It's all open they've got a great big, um, screen on one wall and then it's 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 got a vaulted foyer a loft that looks out and they've actually got like half of the top floor is just this beautiful simple bench that looks out over the bottom floor and over the streetscape out in front of you and so more than half of this store they've actually set aside to just be a gathering space to be a place where you can hang out and enjoy the environment and enjoy what Apple has to offer. I mean, this store is going to be jam packed full of people right through the yeah. holiday season. They opened it at the perfect time. And I've got to say that the Apple store in Pacific center here in Vancouver, it's just a stellar experience. Or, and just so you know, you might also mistake it for a cactus club because it looks like a big cactus club. Um, in a twist of irony, Air Canada is offering live TV flights within Canada, live TV on flights. Now, this is ironic for me because WestJet had live TV and Air Canada didn't. Then WestJet went to Internet and pre-programmed TV. And Air Canada has gone the other way and gone to live TV and having the Internet on their flights. Now, just so you know, you can only watch TV inside Canada because of licensing issues. But yeah. what's going on here with the tech? We've only got about a minute here, Blaine. Well, that's that's really what it is. They've added live TV in in flight um, in Canada and just in time for the World Cup. I think that's probably probably lots of people like to watch hockey. So uh, sports and news available on select flights in Canada. Very cool stuff. And if you've ever tried to program your own satellite dish at home, imagine being the guy on the airplane trying to tune it. Black Friday deals were a couple of days away. A couple of notables before we're done here. Blaine Kylo. Yeah, just uh, some things that I handpicked that are on the website, links to uh, things from Dyson, Apple's giving away gift cards with the purchase of products. You can get $150 off the Google Pixel 7. You get um, up to $290 off some of the Samsung Galaxy S22 smartphones. The Acer 27 Predator monitors are like ridiculously priced, $150 off, $400 off. Um, the XB1 Ultra High Def Monitor, Jabra's earbuds um, that I've talked about before are $100 off. The PS5 controllers are cheap. 
the Xbox Series S is only $300. That's almost $100 off the regular price. Um, lots of deals because Black Friday is, well, depending on where you are, uh, either a day or a day and a couple of hours away from now. Lots to offer. Very cool stuff. Solocore.com is the website for Blaine Kylo. If you want to check out his blog and all the things he gets up to. Thank you, sir, for being here and going overtime tonight. Happy to do so. I'll uh, see you in a week.